I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, this is Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're bringing you yet another fresh episode as we start to approach our third year. I can't believe it either. You know, I'm a little reluctant to talk about today's show topic. It kind of irritated me and bothered me all the same when I found out about it. And the topic is something called RTO. Yep, another acronym. This time it's Return to Office. In today's show, we're going to talk about a very recent survey from a large company that surveyed over 1,000 managers and executives, and they give their reasons why employees should return to the office. I have to tell you, some of their answers are gut-wrenching and very disappointing. You would figure, with today's day and age, with all the work-from-home policies that have been passed because of COVID, the alternate work locations, the allowances to work outside of the office, that we, the employees, the workforce, would have earned the right to work from those locations, potentially be trusted, honored, appreciated for what we're doing from alternate locations. Many of us have had expenses that we have endured and that were some companies weren't willing to refund or weren't able to, such as putting in higher-speed data, higher-speed cable or Wi-Fi, getting monitors so that you can work beyond your small laptop screen, maybe getting a small office setup or a special chair rather than the one you had at your office you were unable to access during COVID. So the question becomes, now that we, in the U.S. workforce at least, have become very comfortable with working outside the office, why should we consider going back as a workforce to the office? Well, apparently, this survey by Fiverr, which I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can reference it for additional content, this survey by Fiverr of over 1,000 managers and executives shared on their reasons the topic of RTO, returning to the office. Here are a few of the key findings. Now, I want to apologize. I'm going to throw a couple percentages out at you, but I'm going to kind of pause after each one and just we'll digest it together because this is one of the first times I've seen all the content as I was preparing it for today's show. 52% of these managers want their employees returning to the office. Okay, that's not a problem. One out of two. But just because you want your employees to come back Number one, does it mean they will? And number two, what's your reasoning for it? I'm sure we'd all like to know. Well, one third of these managers think their employees are going to be more motivated if they're working in the office while they're being watched. Huh. So what for the last two plus years of us working remotely? What about it? 
Did we each not perform well? Did we all just suddenly give up and not produce any results, any reports, any throughput, any output, any widgets? You know, let's say that again. One third of managers think their employees will be more motivated if they're being watched in the office. That is so sad, and that is one of the one of the several bullets I want to speak on that really just twists my gut the wrong way. We should be trusted, empowered, especially if we're in professional office-type environments or professional office-type jobs. We were interviewed. We were hired. We worked based on our merits, provided performance, products, services, output, throughput, whatever it is you do, whatever it is that I do. We made results happen for our companies and ultimately for our end customers. Now, I think if you recall an earlier episode, and I'll pull that up during the break, and I'll give that to you, the episode number, but I mentioned that we all have customers. It doesn't matter where we work in society, no matter what we do, from offices to field service work to customer service to to anything, doesn't matter what field, we all have customers. No, we may not ultimately work with the end-paying customer that pays the bill, pays the invoice, pays the receipt, but... Each of us working in group environments has multiple customers, both upstream and downstream. And in that episode, I talk more intimately about that and help you recognize how not only you can improve your performance, but you can improve the performance of the employees around you, both upstream and downstream, ultimately helping the end customer and your company be more successful. After all, when you applied for your job, Hopefully, you were interested in the topic of the job, what the company's work ethics and policy were, and that you really wanted to make a difference there. So I'll get to that episode number in a minute when we take a brief break, and I'll send that back out on the airwaves. So let's go back on with this survey from Fiverr. Let's see. One quarter of these managers said it would cause their employees to take shorter breaks. Hmm it would cause their employees to take shorter breaks. So there's kind of an underlying message here. We're not really trustworthy, you or I, when we work from home or an alternate work location. When we're in the office, apparently a switch flips and then we become very uh, organized, very disciplined, and very time-based, very methodical and schedule-driven. But when we're outside the office, yeah, It all goes to pot, and you can't trust any of it. You can't trust anyone. They're going to take extensive breaks. You know, they're not going to be motivated, as the survey said. Come on, let's be real here. If you're working outside the office or ever have even prior to COVID, if you didn't perform, I think somebody would notice your peer group, you know, your colleagues. There was a certain amount of work that you needed to do or a portion of a report or a service that you had to complete. And when it didn't get done, others either had to pick up your slack or when that report portion or whatever piece it is didn't get done, your team leader, your manager, supervisor, whatever the case, should be contacting you if they're on top of their game and monitoring workflow to see if everything's all right. After all, there may be a justified reason why that particular time you weren't able to complete those tasks. I don't know. It just bothers me, this data that I'm reading. Now, I'll kind of go out of order here, 
But 47% of these bosses said they plan to change the remote work policies in 2023. So is that good news, bad news? Well, the way I'm reading this survey, it's almost like a threat, like plan to lose your remote work privileges, plan to lose alternate work location and work from home. Now, I don't know if it's going to be 100% complete total loss or a partial loss, as many companies in late 2022 are actually saying, hey, employees, we need to come back at least two or three days a week in the office. Some companies I know are actually making certain days of the week mandatory, meaning that if they're asking you to come back, let's say three days a week, certain days of the week you're required to be in the office, then you can elect the other one or two. Now, I find this interesting. Initially, there were some verbal discussions out there on some of the job boards and message centers that talked about companies wanting employees to always be in the office now that we're returning to work on Mondays and Fridays. I thought that to be a bit odd, but what they ultimately were trying to do was make sure that you did not have an extended weekend, right? In other words, If you're not in the office, you're probably not working was the message. So we needed you to come in so we could trust you were performing. At least that's the way I felt it was. That's the message I felt it was relayed. So some other companies, where would they put that mandatory day? Have you guessed it yet? In the middle of the work week, Wednesday. That's again to break up your time so that you don't get any ideas of having extended time off while you're supposed to be working. I guess I can't blame companies if they have overhead, they have capital invested, they have resources, utilities, electricity, air conditioning, plumbing, sewer, all that happy stuff. Probably uh, ground crews cleaning their areas, doing maintenance, as well as you know utility workers keeping the building up to speed and up to par. Okay, if that's being paid for, yeah, maybe you want your employees back. But that could be some of the reasons that you cite that information, not because, let's say, there's an underlying tome, you don't trust your employees, or perhaps your employees are not motivated when they're out of the office. I don't get that. But enough of that. Let's see. Oh, actually, this is one we saved a little bit later, but it's a half-decent response. 42% of these same managers said, We're having these employees return to the office so they would have easier and improved access to company resources, computers, networks, printers, you know, technical things like that. That actually makes sense because I do know that some people have had issues with their networks. Some people have older computers or, you know, limited monitors, printers, and maybe there's certain things that you need to get done that need to be on a certain quality printer, color printer, whatever the case, maybe a scanner. And even though we're living in 2022, not everybody has those things. So if, you know, if that 42% is a genuine response to that, improved and easier access to IT type things, I'll go with that. But I've talked a lot about, you know, what the managers want and what the executives want of these thousand plus people that were surveyed. What about you and I? What about you and I, the employees, the workers that get the job done, that move the needle? Well, this is interesting. 84% said they would be motivated to come back to work more frequently if there was a promise of enhanced conditions and connections with coworkers. Huh. So if 84% of people, employees, you and I, were willing to come back to work, how did they figure this? Oh, it was based on the fact that they could have enhanced ability to connect with their coworkers. 
I like that. I think that's pretty fantastic because we're talking about in-person and in-group connections. Getting back to that, there might be a little anxiety, a little stress going from the virtual world where we've been meeting on you know, Teams and Google Meet and these other things and Zoom back into one-on-one and one-on-many group interactions. But I love the fact that the survey, either this survey or a survey related to it said 84% of people would be motivated to come back more frequently if they were promised the ability of enhanced connections with their coworkers. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now, For that to work, you and I might be actually genuinely meaning that. But if our coworkers, our colleagues, our other group members and other teams in different departments don't share that same opinion, even though 84% is a large amount, then you're going to be in the office and so am I, and it's going to be pretty close to crickets. And I think that is what some of our companies and our managers fear. I can't speak for that within this survey, because that wasn't specifically mentioned. But think about it. You're doing your thing at home, and all of a sudden, you're in the office. Okay, you maybe we would say we've been displaced, because after two-plus years of COVID, and then unfortunately the Ukrainian war has affected uh, with Russia, has affected our uh, procurement and our logistics as well, those impacts are hurting us. But now that we're continuing to work from home, and the shift moves us into the office— Yeah, you might feel displaced. You might feel disappointed. You might feel distrusted. I mean, there's a number of reasons and feelings you could have, especially after learning about this survey, perhaps in LinkedIn or on my podcast. So here's something else. I've talked a little bit about what the employees were feeling, but this one's interesting. Over 60% of employees surveyed said they would come back into the office if they got a salary increase. Hmm. That's odd. We each, you and I, were willing to work for what we negotiated in pay and potentially any pay increases we've received over the years working for our companies. COVID hits. We slowly are quarantined and backing out of the office and then to a semi, you know, full-time alternate work location, right? We're accepting the pay more than likely. Maybe we're not getting as much interaction with our colleagues and coworkers, Certainly not with our management, especially if we've had uh, regularly scheduled meetings in the office, team meetings, what have you, follow-ups, performance reviews. Those are probably somewhat limited as society had to learn how to work from home on a nearly full-time basis for quite some time. But what is, what is the survey really saying for these employees? They said they would come back to the office if they got a salary increase. What's the justification for that, I wonder? I kind of like the idea. Yes, I think we're all entitled to salary increases if we perform well and we can define what we've done for the company as far as benefits and values, not only to them, to the bottom line financially, but to our end customer. And also, as I mentioned earlier, to our upstream and downstream customers. Yes, I think salary increases warranted. What's the trigger, though, ultimately? In 2022, we're hearing that inflation has gone up from the typical three and a quarter, 3.75% to over 8% this year. That means, if that's true, this year alone, your dollar that you had in the beginning of the year is now worth less than 92 cents because inflation has gone up 8% and your, your dollar is devalued. If that's the reason, okay, state it because it's of inflation. But the physical move from your home or alternate location to the office warrants a salary increase. 
I'm not so sure. You need to prove it. You need to explain why you feel there's value in you coming back to the office. In fact, let me restate that. You would need to state why you feel there's greater value returning to the office and why you should receive a salary increase. Now, think about it just for a moment what I said, and there's a reason why I said it that way. What has been going on for the last two plus years with COVID while a majority of us worked from home? Well, if these 60% of employees, actually over 60%, feel they should get a pay increase coming back into the office, are you willing and prepared, you 60% plus employees, to give money back? If you actually performed on a lower scale, that could be a concern. What percentage should your salary have decreased? Over what period of time? How much more money should be given back to your company because maybe you have a reason you are less effective. Maybe this survey was right all the time and you took longer breaks. Maybe because you weren't being watched, you didn't perform well or at all. I don't know. But we really have to think when we get surveyed why we should be paid more to return to the office. We accepted those salaries before covid There may have been some adjustments with our annual performance reviews and such, but ultimately, why are we saying this now in this survey? Is it because you find it um, more difficult if you find it inconvenient to return to the office or you simply don't prefer it? How about the fact that now you're driving to work and using your vehicle more, maybe spending more fuel, more electricity, charging your car so you have greater bills? Maybe you're eating out more because uh, on the way to work and back from work, you're hitting fast food or a restaurant. Maybe you're not packing your lunch because you find it inconvenient and you go out to lunch so you're spending more. Okay, those could be reasons for increased expenses, but honestly, those expenses were there before COVID. So... I wonder what those particular reasons were that those 60 plus percent employees thought they deserved a salary increase, because I truly don't know. It's nothing more than metrics on a survey. I hope today's show, talking about returning to the office, why bosses think you should, and their reasons, gave you some food for thought. Now, what if we don't return to the office? What options are there? I don't know. Each and every company will handle those things differently, I'm sure, but some of the smaller companies may take lead from the larger. It's difficult to say for sure. So wherever you are and whatever you do, I thank you as far as being a career growth made easy listener of the show and willing and interested to improve yourself personally and professionally. Whether you continue to do AWL or RTO, I wish you the best with your career and your improved, enhanced performance. I am Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Looking forward to sharing with you next week. Have a great week ahead. God bless.